0: Welcome to the mom and pop podcast We are your hosts, Mark Kat And we're just the mom and pop Trying to figure out this parenthood thing Uh, In today's episode We have a pretty um, Interesting topic to discuss And that is the topic of uh, Disciplining children Mm -hmm. I think it's A lot of different opinions out there A lot of different philosophies and
1: of which we, we have not researched
0: a yes, whole bunch. <laughs> we don't know very much other than our own experience and a few other maybe stories that we've heard from other people. Mm. We have read a little bit of Montessori book books that mm-hmm. try to guide, give a little bit of guidance around it. so you know we're coming at this with a very fresh You know, we're very fresh in this, so please bear with us. Obviously, we don't know what we're doing. We're just a mom and pop. So, yeah, we can uh, start with just checking in with mom. How have the last couple weeks been for you?
1: It has been what it has been, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to say the least. I think every day or... Every time people ask me about what it's like to be a parent, I just keep thinking it's like clockwork, mm. like really repetitive. Might be that I'm doing or we've been just staying at home. So yeah. yeah. But with the repetition, Valerie's been growing.
0: And yeah, like, she does break the pattern sometimes. Yeah, there's like
1: phases. It's yeah, weird. It's interesting. As repetitive as your day gets, like new things spring up with, Mm. your kid because they're like growing in so many different ways so yeah I mean one of the things that have been coming up with her is uh
0: the screaming the
1: screaming it's pretty yeah. dang loud
0: <laughs> it's funny because my coworker, i we talked about this like he, his son is I don't know four or five months older than her and he just like turned two recently and he was like saying get ready for the screaming." It's going to happen.
1: Yeah. And like I was bracing myself for two years at the two year mark. And all of a sudden, she's like, not even, Ah. she's not even 18 months yet. And the screaming is happening. So
0: it's, it's, yeah, you kind of can tell it's not necessarily out of like frustration or sadness or anger. It's definitely an
1: exploration. Yeah.
0: She's just testing the limits of her. voice and like just making like learning about it right
1: you see it yeah you definitely see it in her face because you see the gears kind of turning as she's exploring the amplification i think like i think you really hear it like it starts at like a certain point of volume and then and then she kind of like checks for a reaction mm. and then she does it again and then she'll start laughing because she'll start screaming harder and louder and yeah. every time. And um, what have we been saying to ourselves at that point? Dro- don't draw attention to yeah. it.
0: It's not like ignore it completely, but it's more like, oh, don't pay more attention to her just because she's like screaming, right? Or right. something like that. Like she'll, yeah, I guess I trust that it's going to she's going to eventually grow out of it. She's going to learn that screaming doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to get what she wants more often or that we're going to somehow just like tend to her more closely just because or be more, you know, lenient on her just because she's screaming.
1: So a couple of things there. A lot of moms have been recommending this Instagram account called Big Little Feelings, super popular, millions of follow- followers and people really, really like swear by it. Uh-huh. And there is like a training they offer for dealing with big little feelings, which we have not paid for. But uh, <laughs> one of the pieces of advice that they they mention is if you draw attention or if you allow the child to grab your attention... Mm with those like that kind of screaming that they're going to keep using it as a tool or a device to get your attention.
2: Mm.
1: Although, so I say that and I keep telling myself that, but I think if you were to like record the m- amount of times she's like screamed at us to get something, I think it it happens more than a few times in a day. Mm. Cuz like she'll like she'll like for example, if she wants like a drink of water from one of the adult glass cups that we don't prefer, her to like drink water in because like she'll drop it oh, or yeah. there is a chance that She's she'll drop always, it and break the glass, yeah. right? So she has to drink it under arsifu vision. And, you know, as much as I don't want her to use it, mm-hmm. she'll like want it so badly, she'll kind of screech. yeah. And I don't want to exemplify <laughs> it over the mic because it's like really irritating. It can get really irritating. yeah. And um yeah, there's just like that impulse to just... Let's just give her the water before yeah, the make screeching her stop. gets louder. Make her stop. Yeah, make her stop. Which I don't know what to do in those situations because I don't like it when she screeches, but I understand it's because she doesn't necessarily mm. have the maybe of I mean, uh,
0: just exploring and it's yeah. not necessarily yeah like
1: she knows how to say water. Yeah. What? So wato, I, wato. I, I, we can uh-huh. kind of guess what she wants, but if she. If we're not like giving it to her immediately, then the screeching like yeah, <laughs> it's so bad.
0: Like every day when we let her play at the sink after washing her hands, she's just like, eh, eh, like she wants to, everything on that's on the at, island. Yeah, yeah, she points at stuff, and I'm like, I grab something, and then I ask her this one, you go, and then she's like, mm, nods mm, her head no. Yeah, she, which is actually pretty cool that she can you know, communicate yes Mm. and no now, just shake her head or, you know, and then, but then I think sometimes she still gets confused. Like it's something she wants, but she still kind of shakes her head or doesn't make it known that it's.
1: Right. It's almost as if she's saying she's nodding her head no, because she can
0: do that. She knows that she understands that that's like communicating no, but Mm -hmm. I think the yes part is sometimes she doesn't always like nod her head or sh- you know to to point it out but i don't know it's interesting like that's something i've noticed about her is like shaking and nodding her head
1: she can enunciate yes though i think when oh, she yeah. really wants something she can definitely give a a good She'll hearty right. yeah. yes yeah yes yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah for me like the like screeching is definitely like a big thing and it's it's funny because i I'm like, that must have come from me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I remember like when we talked, like ever talked about like when we wanted to have kids and one thing that I always remember thinking is like, oh, I just want a house that's not like screaming at each other. Like (laughs) I want the communication to be like reasonable volume levels. Obviously, there'll be times when you need to like, there's people are like, Emotions will fly. Emotions Mm -hmm. will run Mm -hmm. high. And, you know, there may be some yelling or screaming, but I would just hope that it's not like everyday type thing. You know, like,
1: hey, what are you doing? Which is my family.
0: Which is your (laughs) family, yeah. It's a lot of
1: screaming in my family. But but I think because my family communicates in that way, like it was scary growing up when, you know, it was really serious times, but... Mm there was also this understanding like, okay, we're going to get our anger out in like this yelling match and then we're going to get over it like five seconds mm. later after we start yelling at each other, which yeah. I don't think is necessarily healthy, but I definitely thought that that was like a typical mother-daughter relationship
2: mm.
1: because you see it in movies a lot with mothers and daughters arguing all the time. Yeah, And it's funny because I told a coworker like, don't all mothers and daughters like yell at each other and fight all the time? And she's like, uh no (laughs) i never talked to my mother like that like oh okay i guess it's not normal Mm. but um seeing from valerie's behavior uh it it is quite possible that she's gonna grow up like maybe arguing with me
0: yeah we'll see i mean
1: she's she's kind of sassy
0: yeah i think i'm not against the arguing but i'm uh, you know want to hopefully make sure it's like
1: productive
0: yeah like not Mm mean-spirited or overly like attitude-y and and she has like respect for us like i think if we model the behavior she will understand like this is how you talk to people you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like i don't think that she'll she won't talk to us like we talk to her or like i mean she will like that'll be the pattern she ends up learning and following yeah, Like that's the expectation. And I think she'll pick up on that. And yeah, there will be times when she wants to scream. And, you know, there will be times when we want to scream. And there will be screaming sometimes. But I mean, that'll be something we have to kind of work through. And mm-hmm. yeah, just like the, you know, what we're trying to, like what we wanted to talk about, which was the idea of disciplining her. And not just disciplining, but like teaching her, like being active, parenting you know
1: yeah i think when i taught preschool you Mm. know as a teacher now i'm realizing as a teacher the experiences of being a teacher is so different from being a a parent so Mm. as i reflect back to teaching preschool i i remember some of these kids with like insane they'd come to school with like insane temper tantrums like Uh. things that i would You know, I would watch them throw their temper tantrum and just like have like watch them just throw toys everywhere and Mm. materials and kind of like like hit the floors and scream and pain and it was like whatever. Mm. And I just like remember thinking to myself like, well, I'm a teacher. Like if I am ever a parent, I would never let my kid do that (laughs) or like, yeah. I think in my genetics, like, my kid wouldn't be, like, susceptible to that, like, doing something like that, <laughs> right? And, and here I am, like, I see <laughs> Valerie just, she does, she's picked up a new habit of, like.
0: Rolling on the ground. Yeah. Lying on the ground. Yeah. In the hallway. Ugh, it's so funny. Okay, like,
1: wh- what do we call it? It's, like, her rebel, it's not rebelling, it's, like, her.
0: She's, like, not ready to go home yet yeah. after playing at the park. <sighs> i know there's a word for that she's
1: it's her expressing like no i'm disappointed i'm not like yeah like so say we're trying to like walk home and she doesn't want to go back home she'll straight up just get on the ground roll over and like lie there and just stare at the ceiling sometimes
0: she's not even sad or mad she just like does it
1: just rolls on the ground (laughs) it could mean that she's tired but we don't yeah like it's it's like it it varies, like what, yeah. like why she wants to do it.
0: She will also like will leave the apartment, and then like right as we leave the door, <laughs> she rolls on the ground, and we're like, "Bro, come on, we have to go." <laughs> why are you on the ground right now? <laughs> it's like, but I think it's just like she kind of just that's her habit now right. in a weird sense. But it it's funny. It's not any. I don't see an issue with it yet.
1: <laughs> I think like as I. I'm I'm kind of learning that handling tantrums as a teacher versus a parent is so different. Mm. It, because when you're a teacher, the kid isn't as like the student isn't as comfortable with you. Mm. So obviously you're you're actually watching like um inhibited Tantrum. behavior and tantrums. Like I can only imagine how worse it gets at home. Yeah. Right. But um yeah, as a teacher you might see it like once in a day but when you're the parent who knows what happens at home because a a kid supposedly feels more comfortable at home with their parents right and so I imagine the same kids throwing tantrums probably do it like multiple times in a day and and that's the taxing part about being a parent and doing this stay at home thing yeah it's like I can handle like one tantrum a day but like you know when it hits 3 or 4 yeah. and she's like screaming at the top of her lungs over something very trivial that, in my uh-huh. perspective trivial okay yeah, for yeah. her it's not trivial it's very relevant to whatever she's going through but yeah. like yeah that's when it like really eats at you it's just like it pounds you down yeah and then at like bedtime you're like i don't i don't <laughs> want to think about
0: that was was that earlier parenting. this week or was that last week when she went through the uh, it was earlier this week.
1: Okay, so there was definitely a Saturday. day we argued last week where we felt like we needed to have a conversation about how we were going to handle discipline. Yeah. So maybe you can describe like what happened that day.
0: Uh, so basically, I had like a really bad canker sore in my mouth because I had recently gotten a crown. So they had to do the... You know, the numb shot Anesthesia Yeah, anesthesia Like twice And I think it just made it really sore And anyway, like A big canker sore, you know uh, Showed up there Um, So it's like hurting, whatever Uh, But like she Kind of playfully I was like, sometimes I'll just kind of Roll around the ground with her It's all in like playful fun But this one time Mm -hmm. Like she kind of just Slapped my mouth And like it really hurt my canker sore and i was like oh you know like kind of in pain but then for me it was like i didn't try to like say oh that hurt to her because one i didn't think that she would understand what she did was like pain hurtful to me and then two it's just like maybe i just underestimate or i'm just like i don't think she'll like really get what i'm trying to say like
1: If you went through the trouble of having to make her apologize for doing that.
0: She does understand when we are disciplining her because she'll just cry right away.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Like when we will say stuff like say sorry or like that hurt or, you know, like when we give her a sad face or serious face, she'll know and she'll cry. But Mm -hmm. I was like, in this moment, I think I lost my chance because it's already been like 15, 20 seconds after and I just kind of- Let it go. Yeah, let it go. And then that's when you're like-
1: you well, know. that's when mm-hmm. I I didn't even consult you. I stepped into the situation and I said something like, uh, "Valerie, can you say sorry to Appa?" Right, and then you were like, "No, no, it's fine. She doesn't. She doesn't need to apologize." Or like,
0: because I thought she wouldn't even understand why she's apologizing. At least in this mm-hmm. instance, because. It was like a natural move. It's not like she deliberately hit me in the face. It was kind of like a because we were rolling around and then her arm kind of inadvertently hit my mouth. But anyway, yeah.
1: Well, on top of that, I was worried because Mark recently got LASIK surgery and mm-hmm. she's been picking up, like she's had a habit of like poking his eye randomly. Yeah. And it's really scary for us because, you know, I don't know if we don't know what could happen if if his eye got seriously hurt after the surgery so yeah. um yeah anyways what it, regardless of you know what could ha- what could have happened to mark i think you know coming from what i i think i should do as a parent is teach her like to apologize i mean so generally when you receive an apology you'd like to receive it with some kind of Uh, genuine, like understanding that what you did was wrong.
2: Mm.
1: But I feel like in time that'll happen. But for now, she's still young. Mm. It doesn't cost her that much to say sorry, even though that kind of like goes against why you would say sorry. But Mm -hmm. it also, I feel like is good practice to say sorry. Um, And I say this because so we, we got into this argument because I got a little, I got upset, like, mm-hmm. hey, you still need a teacher to say sorry, even even if she doesn't understand. And, mm-hmm. and the reason I said that is because if I were to go to the park, and this had actually happened to Valerie, where uh, we went to the park and a kid, I think that was her age or a little bit older, um, for some reason, like for some odd reason, like hit her. Mm. Or kind of bit her or something or licked her. Like it was weird. He like held her hand and I don't remember if he hit her or if he like bit her or I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Which didn't hurt because she didn't, she obviously didn't react to it. Mm. But she also didn't understand that what he was doing was like a violation of her own body, you know.
2: Mm.
1: And um, yeah, so. I was like, challenging Mark, in that situation, what should the parent of that kid do in that situation? Yeah. Does she just, you know, uh, and I'm assuming that his mom was there and she was like, well, I'm not assuming she was there and she kind of looked at me very sheepishly like, oh, sorry. Mm. And, like, kind of did, like, this sheepish smile. Like, as if, like, I'm a little embarrassed that he did that. But I don't know if I should be really saying sorry or not. like, kids will be kids. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I also, like, was kind of, like, I mean, she's not hurt by it. She's very confused by the behavior. And I don't know how I feel about it. So just to kind of make it not awkward, I was like, "Eh, it's okay. She doesn't even understand what's happening. But when I look back retrospectively... I think that if Valerie had done that to any unsuspecting kid, that, you know, she might run into the, you know, a scary parent who's like, dude, what are you doing? Mm. Or or like, what are you doing? Your kid needs to apologize for doing that to my kid.
2: Yeah.
1: And if I feel like Valerie might end up in a situation like that, Mm -hmm. then I... I also want to set the principle for her that she is expected to apologize Mm -hmm. for hurting other people, even when she doesn't understand it
2: Yeah, because the other party. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's not necessarily that she has to understand it, but you know, morally Mm -hmm. it's, it's what we believe as a society to be right.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think like what I think I, the takeaway I got from our conversation, you know, like in the beginning, I was kind of just defending her in a sense, or like just kind of brushing it off, like, oh, she didn't mean it. There was no bad intention behind her flailing her arm, which ended up hitting my canker sore, which ended up hurting me. But, you know, if, taking that out, I think it makes sense to me that we, what we're trying to teach her is like, hey, your actions affect other people
1: Mm, that's the right way to put it yeah yeah and
0: it's like you may not have meant to hurt someone it was like total accident you didn't see that person there or that kid there but what happened was you flailed your arm and you hit him and it hurt and for that reason you should apologize you should realize oh i'm sorry that i accidentally i hit you Mm mm-hmm And of course, you know, she's not going to reach that like level of understanding until, I don't know, a few months or a year later. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly, but I think like that being our like guiding principle, like, hey, we need to teach her that her actions have consequences. Her actions can affect other Mm -hmm. people negatively as well as positively. So yeah, I think understanding that now more now, I'm like, yeah, we should step in when she does something like, that may hurt us, or it's like slightly like violent-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether it is like slapping us on the face, or like what else does she do? Like something, oh biting. So well, yeah. that
1: night mm-hmm. she did something pretty scary. I mean, it's not scary, yeah, but it's like okay. You can describe what she happened to that what happened that night
0: after. Also, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but yeah, like that night after us going through that conversation, she did like bite me on the shoulder. And then I was like-
1: Which it, she didn't know was wrong because she was like laughing. She thought it was funny.
0: Yeah, well, well th- we've been like trying to tell her like you can't do that. And it doesn't bite happen people. very mm-hmm. often, like once a week or every other week maybe anyway. But then like right as it happened, you know, I was like, ah, Valerie, no, you can't do that. No. and I And I could tell she's like- she started to get upset. Well, she tried to, to go
1: in for another bite.
0: Yeah, she did that too. She
1: tried to, so she bit she t- you yeah. and then she went backwards. You got upset with her and said yeah. something. I was like, no. And then she went in for another <laughs> one, like like some kind of baby raptor or something. Or, like a
0: rabbit dog. Like, and then, I, ah.
1: and then I, I held her back from doing it. Oh, yeah. And then I, I for, think totally you, you raised your voice and you said,
0: No, Valerie, no, you can't. No biting. Like, try to change the tone a little bit. It's not, we're not messing around here. You know, you have to understand that you cannot bite other people.
1: So then we made her say sorry.
0: And she kind of didn't make,
1: I mean, we tried to, because you can't make. Like toddler do anything that doesn't but, but yeah like she, say sorry say sorry please and she got she sorry. knew we were upset because yeah. she started crying mm-hmm. and it it you know like when we're sad and we show a sad face it's very remorseful like cry that she does so i mean we could tell that she felt bad <laughs> but she didn't necessarily say sorry
0: she just i remember and she that she just made a noise she just like we're like say sorry, say sorry. She's like, <laughs> yeah. or something like she just made some noise. And then eventually, which we kind of just accepted, right?
1: You're right, and then um, we use the phrase "yapuda" for um, hugging because Mark's mom mm. kind of taught her to like hug things if she says like "yapuda," mm-hmm. so it
0: which means like pretty like something or, or yeah, yeah, to like something or uh, yeah, show affection. Anyway.
1: So eventually we're like, you know, um, she was so sad that we're kind of like, okay, like, like to kind of make amends with him. And Mm. then she just gave him a hug and she felt, she felt better. Like immediately she turned into another, like, like
0: like smiley baby. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But it's so, I find it, there's so many interesting things that happened in that one moment Mm. that I reflect back on, like immediately after she bit you the first time, you could tell something was happening in her. Like she was cognitively processing the moment.
0: Yeah, she had like a, she froze. Yes. Because she knew like, oh, something's happening. Yes. But the weird thing is she went in for another one.
1: (laughs) Which is interesting because you wonder if she went in for it again to kind of double process or solidify her thinking as it was happening. Mm
0: -hmm. I was almost thinking like, Oh, it could also have been defiance. Like, what? You don't tell me no, and then I'm just gonna do it again. Which it could is be weird, right? Because
2: yeah,
1: our concept. is... So, like that. It's a big question about discipline for a one and a half year old. Like, is she clearly being defiant, or is she testing the waters and exploring her body or like her abilities? Like, and so that's kind of like our questions about like mm. when do you instill discipline and yeah. like at what I don't know.
0: Yeah, we're still like totally trying to. What are figure the consequences
1: for a one and a half year old? Because she she's like picking up things fast and understanding things really quickly, but she doesn't necessarily like understand everything. So yeah, a um, lot of questions with that, and we spent like a couple hours talking about it that night because both of us, like at the end of the day, were are pooped. We're internally struggling. Yeah, I'm also like. We're both frustra- frustrated at each other because of the earlier argument, yeah. and I think when we talked a little about it later at night, it kind of came down to like we need to be on the same page.
0: Yeah, no matter what about yeah, we end up deciding it just needs to be like unified front. Like otherwise, we're just gonna be working against each other. Yeah, and just no one—it's it's just not gonna work.
1: The weird thing that I find with her is that. Every time we've made her say sorry,
2: Mm.
1: she really has a hard time, um, like saying it. And and it's not because she can't mimic what we're saying because she definitely, she's definitely a parakeet or a cockatoo or whatever you would say. Like she can, she can definitely repeat some of the things that we Mm. say. But like, I think she knows the meaning of sorry, or she. I think she understands, like that sorry is not. A happy thing. A happy thing, yeah. Yeah. Because she refuses to say it. She'll kind of, like, before saying it, she'll full-on cry Mm -hmm. and go, like, from zero to 100 and, and, like, kind of, like, get really sad before she even says it. And then eventually, Mm -hmm. if I keep telling her you need to say sorry, once her mood kind of lightens up, then she'll eventually kind of say it. Yeah. But...
0: Yeah, it's really, really hard weird. to s- tell if she understands like the concept of apologizing or s- being sorry for what you did. Like, I think she understands if something she did is not a good thing, because there's probably patterns. You know, like when that when we start to say those things to her, I'm I'm sure it's like when she like when she drops something on purpose. Sometimes we'll like Valerie no, or when she's climbing on something
2: Mm.
0: like we'll just say no. And she, I think she'll understand that. Oh, that's not something that I can just do. Mm -hmm. But the sorry thing is like something wrong or hurt someone. Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure she understands it like exactly, Mm -hmm. but she does. I think the connection is there. Like I did something and now my parents are making me say this word because apparently it Mm -hmm. must be bad or Mm -hmm. something. But yeah, that's interesting.
1: I think generally what we know of her, she's kind of sensitive. So I think that if we did something, say we had to spank her, I think it would work.
2: Mm.
1: But I also don't, like a part of me doesn't agree with spanking only because if we were to do that, I wonder if her mind would kind of be like, oh, you spank me, why can't I spank you kind of attitude. Mm. And also I feel like we don't have to resort to spanking because she she gets really sad when she has to say sorry just knowing that she gets really sad when we mm. talk to her kind of sternly tells me that maybe like verbalization or verbal communication is enough for her to understand like
0: yeah that's something that yeah we're still working through like the idea of spanking or timeouts or like other more what is it retro korean uh, disciplines <laughs> like Parsa or like
1: I think the raising arm thing, arms parcel the raising arms is highly effective, but probably mm. not at a toddler age. It has to be yeah. older, and I'm sure even speaking too like that's something we'll have to contemplate later on down yeah. the line as she gets older. um yeah, I'm kind of just hoping hoping that she's like so like pretty sensitive enough that she'll be able to reason through verbal communication because.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I guess like that's uh, one of those things about parenting. Is like we don't know, Um, and I'm even when we get to the point of having to decide whether to spank or not. Hopefully, we'll at least be a little prepared. Like, as in, we'll have decided already to spank or not to spank, and then we'll kind of follow through. I
1: mean, the funny thing is, like, I don't have a problem with it. Like
0: I, I don't either I think. I don't think have a problem okay with doing with, it. Yeah.
1: But then there is like something that's like pulling me back like
0: do I have to
1: like I don't know. I mean, it is sad,
0: but I think that's part of parenting is like doing what's not easy sometimes. Yeah. Or know, I mean, like
1: doing what's not convenient. Yeah,
0: like the convenient thing would be to do is like let them do whatever they want. Mm. So that you don't have to like say no, but is that always what's best? Probably not, you know?
1: What are some tips that we picked up from the Montessori toddler <laughs> book that <laughs> yeah. I read recently? Oh, this is
0: not more, less around discipline, but more around the... Uh,
1: redirection. So, uh, redirection. Um, yeah. in other words, with toddlers, instead of enforcing like maybe discipline, you, you would do what's called redirection mm-hmm. and redirection is i don't know like how you would say it but it's kind of like distraction tactics or or, I mean
0: or actually changing
1: uh, manipulating the behavior for like a more positive result so for example
0: like today we're going off for a walk and valerie wanted to go out through this one door that would lead to the parking lot and we're like, no, we're not going to take you to the parking lot because it's, one, it's dangerous. One, two, we don't even do that. So mm-hmm. no, like, but then she was like kind of waiting by the door, really wanting to go. Mm-hmm. And then you pulled the, re- the redirection. Right. And and, and it kind of worked. Yeah. You the, the key to this type
1: of redirection is giving her choices, right? So yeah. you give her a few choices that she can pick from that does not include going out to the, the parking lot door. Mm-hmm and so
0: you're like do you want to go there was like this basically three ways yeah, yeah that she could have gone
1: but you you d- i dumbed it down to two so that she couldn't go out the parking lot dark yeah and and then
0: she actually picked one of the hallways, hallways which yeah. i was like oh it actually worked because <laughs> <Montessori.
1: laughs> had we not given her the choices of going either down either hallway then she would have screamed wanting to go out
0: I think the so. Door. Yeah, I think she would have gotten upset if, and we would have had to just pick her up and like but start walking back.
1: Yeah, and it's something that you have to like be cognizant of in the moment because obviously the easiest thing for me to do as a parent, you know, being like five or six times heavier than her. Like I can just pick her up and like move her the way that I want her to, right? Yeah. Or like hold her and walk her back. Yeah, yeah. And that would have, so if I had done that, if I had just picked her up away from the door and like taking her away from whatever she wanted to do, she'd probably flail her arms and like get really upset and start yeah. screaming and crying while I walked her home. So redirection is like, if you know some of the t- tips and tricks to redirection, it can, some it can like change the behavior to something that's more ideal, right? And Yeah it's interesting kind of showing her different steps or problem solving or ways to problem solve in such a way that she's, you know, where she still gets like, um,
0: the choice.
1: Yeah. The choice or, yeah, I yeah, think that's or an outcome that she appreciates. Yeah. And that's respects. kind of
0: the main or one of the interesting parts behind it is like, we're not like forcing you one way anymore. We're just not giving you the option that, you can't. We don't want you to do, but you have these other options. You get to choose, like, and I think that at least gives them some idea or some feeling of validation, some feeling of like, oh yeah, I get to choose. You know, like mm. I chose to go down this hallway. You know, like, and no, no, no. Like, maybe it's a good thing. The good thing is she didn't go to the parking lot where it's dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. that's the outcome we wanted for her not to go there. But but yeah, anyway.
1: Okay, so what happens in a dangerous situation? Say that she's like hitting people out of anger. What would you do in a situation where she's hitting people out of anger?
0: I think I would, you know, like, kind of bring her, like, Valerie, come here. Come here right now. And... Most of the time she probably won't come here. So I'll be like, Valerie, we'll do the, I'm going to count to three. If you don't come here, I'm going to go over there and pick you up.
1: Which is what we've been doing.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, like that's what Kat taught me to do. And it's kind of like teaching her what what exactly is like the, it's not like you're just forcing them, but it's like, hey.
1: Oh, it's giving them the choice again.
0: "Mm, Like either you come or I'll come pick you up. Yeah. So you're like, you're like letting them decide that. I'm going to pick you up. Anyway, I'll do that. And then I'll just, you know, try to bring her towards the kid that she hit. Mm -hmm. And then like, Valerie, you heard him or her, you know, when you did that, try to explain it. And like, please say sorry. Say sorry. And then hopefully at that point, she kind of understands like either if the kid is like crying or upset, or there's some like, signals here that oh what I did was not okay mm-hmm. and my dad is now asking me to like say sorry like I mean that's just how I picture like an ideal way but yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't just roll be, like that
1: yeah but it's good I think I think it's good to talk about the ideal situation because if you can envision it hmm then and practice and like kind of rehearse it in your mind yeah then when it comes to the situation like a really like an actual situation it'll it'll naturally come out and that was what i was kind of like trying to get at was her apologizing to you in the first place Mm. like us as parents we i think that we need to practice the kind of behaviors that we expect in a situation Mm. like a real one yeah. So that model it becomes, behaviors. yeah, model behavior. So that it becomes more natural yeah. um, and intuitive versus like us kind of freaking out in the situation. Like, oh my gosh, we didn't like, you know, go over this one, which it's not, yeah. I mean, obviously the new things are going to happen all the time, but yeah. according to the Montessori toddler, I can't really remember what it says about <laughs> children in dangerous situations. Although I do remember the the script of like letting the kid know Mm -hmm. Like, I will not let you hurt yourself or Mm -hmm. anybody else Mm -hmm. because it's not respectful and it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. So I have to remove you from the situation. And which is, you know, when it comes to like really dangerous behavior, you obviously want to move the child away Mm -hmm. from the situation and kind of like tell them that. Um,
0: This is about keeping you safe and other people safe. Right. I think that's, you know, hopefully... We can make that clear to her, and she'll understand. Like, yeah, I, as your parent, cannot allow you to hurt yourself or someone else. Mm -hmm. This is why we're bringing you away, or we're gonna pull you over here and just talk to you, and you have to like wait here with us until you like either calm down or are ready to say sorry or whatever, whatever. And yeah, you know, one thing as a parent, I'm understanding more is like I feel like I far often more often underestimate her than overestimate her. As in like, oh, she won't understand. She's so young. You know, like, but then Mm -hmm. I think I underestimate how much she can understand sometimes. You Mm -hmm. know, like it's really actually rewarding or fun sometimes when you just ask her to do something and you without expecting her to do it. And she actually understands what you're asking and she does it for you mm,
2: mm-hmm. like
0: a couple of weeks ago there was a a toy that belong like in the
1: the living room
0: yeah in a living room that belongs in the be- bedroom and I was like oh and Valerie can you put this back please put this back please and she knows where it belongs because there's always one place it belongs and she actually like grabbed it and then put it in the specific place that it belongs and then she came back outside and I was like Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and then another time she wanted, you know, we were playing with these blocks and then she stopped playing and she was like, oh, I want to play with magnetiles." Mm-hmm. She'll point at underneath the couch to ask me for it. And I was like, okay, Valerie, before we do magnetiles, we have to clean up the blocks with the cleanup. Okay. Can you help me? And then she actually like understood like, oh, he's asking me to clean up. And then she said, put stuff in the box. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like, so proud of her you <laughs> know like oh she gets it <laughs> she understood me right uh, yeah those moments are really fun as parents i think
1: yeah i think the i think the winter break when we came back from socal i had like a duffel bag in one room and i threw <laughs> yeah. it at her
0: or the, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, I didn't throw double, it at her but i
1: kind of yeah it was like an empty duffel bag that i needed to give to mark <laughs> but he was in another room and i kind of just like Pushed it towards her and said, "Epa, give it to give it to Dad." And little, like, did I know she actually took the empty duffel and like ran it to Mark. Yeah,
0: walks across the living room into the yeah, other room and, room and, gave and it straight it up me.
1: give it to him. And that was like the first time we were like, "Oh my god!" Did
0: she
2: really she just do really that?
1: Did that? I yeah. can't believe it. And how old was she? I think that might have been like. A little before 17 months or something like that. Yeah. Really cool. Like things that you would never expect a a one-year-old to do and yet she's doing it. So, yeah, I think that's why we kind of decided whatever type of discipline system that we decide, like we decide on, we have to kind of initiate. Yeah. sooner than later and I'm sure the stakes will get higher as she gets older and you know some of the things she does later on in life kind of get more dangerous yeah. and like call for you know tougher consequences but for now I think I think we have to practice on redirection and then um, get her into the business of saying like apologizing yeah. and, and feeling some kind of resor- remorse yeah
0: like Like, empathy is what we're going for, right? Exactly, yeah. Just please understand there are other people, not just you. Mm. Yeah, and like, hopefully (gasps) you understand. Yeah, your actions have consequences. Mm -hmm. Your actions may affect other people negatively, and we don't want that. And child development. Avoid that as much as possible. Right. Yeah.
1: Child development-wise, I don't believe she's in the stage to feel empathy. Yeah, She definitely isn't from what I recall uh, preschool. And I don't think, I think also at one that they're not expected to play with peers yet because they don't have the concept of like, Mm. that's a peer and what I do to the the cause and effect, what I do to that person, you know, affects whatever. Um, It's probably towards two and three, but Mm. I think while she's still growing and her mind is kind of like really absorbing so many things and systems and whatever Mm. it's nice for her to practice empathy even Mm. if if she doesn't understand what it is yeah 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 it's tough i mean it's not getting better every day (laughs) but there's new tricks and new things to be excited about
2: yeah
1: along with like some of the
0: there is like a sense of it does get easier but the other thing is it changes again. So you have to like readjust like that is parenting, you know, there's always never ending adjusting. It feels like, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah, just a real challenge, real stretching moments. And you just, but yeah, there's always like those other moments that you're just like so happy and thankful and enjoying Family and stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did want to ask you is like, just as a throwback, what are some punishments that are appropriate to talk about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> growing yeah. up, what did you? What were some things that your parents did?
1: Okay, so I rem- I remember that I used to watch the Rugrats, which was like a Nickelodeon show. Mm. And yes, we had like crazier cable, so I had more access to a lot of TV uh, channels. Anyways, there was an episode of Rugrats where the kid, the babies, were like drawing on the wall with crayon, and at the time I was like three or four, so I did exactly what they did. I took some crayons and <laughs> drew on the wall, and. Um, obviously my dad found it and was really mad. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And as soon as he came home and discovered it, he made me porcel, raising my arms Mm. and...
0: Did he make you sit on your knees too? I, he actually
1: made me hold up like a baby chair. Oh. Yeah. I recall like holding a stool or something and I just remember that... Even before, before he made me do it, I was so sad. I made him angry that I was, like, crying. Mm. And then I, and then he made me hold the chair up anyways. And um, I remember he made me apologize to him, like, ten times. And, you know, he made me hold it up for, like, five minutes. And I was crying through the whole thing. And, <laughs> you know, anytime my arms kind of, like, went lower, he'd be like... <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> Like, straight.
1: Straight, yeah keep holding it up. Like yeah. getting really mad at me. And you know, it, it really taught me cause I don't think I ever, I never drew on the wall <laughs> ever again mm-hmm. after that. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah what thought, about you?
0: I mean, there's been like different strategies. My dad was not like violent or anything. So thankfully. I know that some people go through that and their dad will like punch them or something or like, but you know, there. My mom in elementary she either would be like porza the stand, you know, put your arms up, um, and then there's be the other times where she would use like a wooden spoon, mm-hmm. and then like make us like you know show our hands, and then she would hit our hands with the wooden spoon, It really hurt a lot. I remember like crying and yeah, I don't know. It, It's interesting, like when you're in the moment and you probably don't know if this is like right or wrong in a sense, like if you like look at it societally or whatever, but it's just like, this is a, what I, this consequence of my actions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the message was received. So, you know, it works. Yeah, I guess it's like, it's about your message and getting that message across. And if you can do that without resorting to disciplining like with the, you know, either parsa or the hitting or spanking type mm-hmm. of thing, then maybe you don't need it. But of course, your mileage may vary. You know, one size mm-hmm. fits all in any of this, you know, like you are different, your baby's different, your kids are different, everyone is so different. So you just have to kind of figure out what the best thing is for you and your family.
1: You know what doesn't work? What? Really, really sad, like verbal personal attacks that are basically like verbal abuse.
0: Right. Um, That could be really bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, okay. Well, so for example, as a teenager, I was quite rebellious and did whatever I wanted kind of thing. But I also remember the day that my mom was so angry with me that uh, she called me ugly. Mm. And I think she even said that she, I wasn't her daughter mm. and I'll never forget that day. And I feel like it did exactly the opposite of effect that she wanted it to do. And it, it definitely broke our, re- our relationship. I don't know when our relationship finally recovered, but it wasn't by her term. Um, yeah. Like she she shouldn't have anything to do with why I somehow healed from that. Mm. I will say that. Uh, So yeah, if if anything, uh, that doesn't work using.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think words are very powerful and I think it's something that everyone, we just need to be careful of like what we say and, some things you can't take back, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, once those words leave your mouth, they're out there, you know, even online, you tweet something, you Facebook something, you, it's out there, you, you have to deal with the consequences after. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, like, yeah. the Bible says something like, your tongue is like an uncontrollable fire, or something, right? Mm-hmm. It's true, you know, like, sticks and stones, don't break my bones, that's not a, words who never hurt me, that's, can it be more false?
1: Right. Words right. are very powerful. I know this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm taking it to like a different level of seriousness. And yeah,
0: but I... I feel you. Just to
1: like put it on the record, like I, there's just like some types of quote unquote discipline or, you know, consequences that parents might put in and just, don't that go don't go work. There. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's a good reminder for us too, like... You don't just like punish because yeah. you're angry or you're upset with like behavior, but you, you really want everything to be a teaching moment, something mm-hmm. purposeful, yeah. something hopefully that you don't re- you regret. And um, yeah, and ultimately, I think I I hope that we can give her the tools to, you know, grow to become a responsible citizen.
0: Yeah. Make good decisions. Yeah.
1: But not I don't ever want her to feel you know so guilty about actually i don't know sorry this is a loaded i I don't know i need to gather my thoughts on this one but Mm. yeah yeah i hope that whatever Mm. we instill in her it's not it's not because we were angry so angry in a situation we needed her to pay back whatever she had done you know
0: yeah and you never want to react just emotionally Mm
2: -hmm. i think
0: Yeah, a lot of the, yeah, I don't know. It's like something like you just want to think about what you're about to say before you say it. And you can avoid a lot of problems by just exercising a little bit of patience, a little bit of just not saying exactly what's on your mind right away at the moment. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah, and you might regret it. I don't know.
1: I think one good practice that I'm thinking about right now is that, like, when a situation arises in which we need to, like, instill discipline, Mm -hmm. I think it would be good to just give ourselves some thinking time before we initiate the consequence.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, we'll just, like, have, like, a two-minute, like timeout in our own like oh what are we going to do here
1: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah what's the game flesh i think
1: it's important it really is because i think yeah the problem with discipline is exactly what you said like a lot of it becomes reactionary or emotional and then Mm -hmm. you you go back on the situation you're like i could have handled it better probably could have and maybe that extra minute of being able to think through the situation would improve yeah the outcome.
0: It's also interesting, and I don't want to drag this on too long. But like what my mom said was, when there's discipline going on, like one parent still needs to be there to be support the child. And mm-hmm. the example she was just giving was like, um, you can't just basically like both parents ganging up on the kid. Mm. And which is interesting because it kind of goes against what we were discussing because we want to make sure we're on the same page, that we're agreeing, that we're not working against each other. Oh, but I get what she was saying. is one parent kind of leads the discipline. The other parent does not take sides in a sense, but is at least there to support the kid. Mm. So the kid, even if the kid is like, I hate, Appa. and then or like and then you're not like yeah Appa's stupid like why did he do that that's mm-hmm. not you're mm-hmm. not there to do that but you're also there to like not make her feel worse for what she did but just like hey you know what you did was wrong you know here come here I just, we still love you you know that mm-hmm. like to support them and i thought that was interesting that my mom kind of pointed that out it's like You don't want to double team them to a point where they don't even feel like they can go to either one of you. So I don't know. Some food for thought.
1: Yeah. No, it's good. I I think I think that's where we can end off with. Like, yes, you carry out the discipline and the consequence, but you also need to go full circle, like come full circle, and letting them know that we accept you for whoever you are and whatever you do. Yeah. And we love you no matter what. Yeah.
0: Reinforce that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, another thing that parents have to deal with. And we really appreciate you joining us in this journey together. And yeah, we will see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye.